Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're pushing on your buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the reason that we sell my boys for hard and weekly pay produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA. So take your powder dry and hold your head up high. This class and class face to face, I'll learn is the sky. We've got a fighting history, we never will be cowed. A builder's labor is a name to make a man feel proud. So whether you Good morning from the Concrete Up Energy Show. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed that was. Indeed. A, uh, a remastering of a classic. It is indeed the uh, Concrete Gang brought to you every Sunday morning on Community Radio 3CR by the rank and file of the CFMEU. And uh, we have remastered the theme song. The gorilla wasn't here to deny it. And it went ahead anyway. That was, that was for you, Gorilla, if you're listening. Well, the uh, so-called stars of the show, uh, Buzzer and Gorilla, are not here today. So the B team's going to look after things. And uh, let's just say there won't be no football. There won't be no talking about ourselves. Well, anyway, it'll just be a basic show. Moving right along, we need to mention straight up that today is the 15th of October. And what happens every year on the 15th of October, we commemorate the collapse of the Westgate Bridge, and that will be happening later this morning. And uh, our suggestion is, if you want to get a decent park, because there will be, as always, a very large crowd there for the commemorative service, get there by about half past 11. There'll be parking, there'll be traffic management, etc., etc., compliments of Vic Roads. And uh, it will make sure that you get there because there is always a bit of turmoil. Hyde Street under the Westgate Bridge is a very busy location. So the Westgate Bridge went down and uh, we have been commemorating it ever since. And there will be, as always, speakers and uh, people talking about what happened all those years ago and why it is still relevant to this day because... The difference between a bridge going down then, a bridge going down now, ain't too much difference because everyone cuts the safety to get the production. And uh, only this week, 
out on Skyrail. The big straddle crane, which is uh, putting 46 tonne uh, booms into place, started popping bolts which hold it together. So dropped into the uh, backyards of uh, the neighbours. My suggestion, there is a problem and the whole bloody thing better be stopped till such time as work it out because you get one bolt go, you get two bolts go, you can get a whole mass of bolts go in one particular part of a structure and you are in deep trouble. To say nothing of the poor people whose houses are up against the uh, whole project right through Murrumbina and Carnegie and so on. Anyway, we'll give you updates on what uh, is going to happen down there. I would have thought that WorkSafe would be all over it, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Good reason not to. And that follows up a bunch of crane incidents, obviously, in New South Wales, uh, and indeed another one down here. But, uh, you know, engineering engineering goes wrong, uh, and that, that happened goes- in... Uh, Planning doesn't happen. Indeed. And the crane went over up in Sydney due to engineering, another one in the harbour. And, uh, yeah, and we had one just recently in St Kilda. Last Saturday, the Hacer job in St Kilda, brand new. Brand new. Ouch. Yes, indeed. Independence uh, 250, hardly been on the road. Over she went. She's a bit knocked about and it took uh, several days for the... uh, the crane to be recovered, and it was a simple matter, a very simple matter, and that is there was a trench which had been backfilled and which, under the weight of a 250-tonne crane, did not hold up, and over she went. Slowly, thankfully, because it sunk slowly down into the earth, uh, which has, which obviously had not been compacted very much, and uh, she just leaned on over. Not so brand new anymore. And uh, adds to another incident in Sydney, actually, with two cranes colliding only to continue work shortly after without being checked. So if they can get away with it, they will, as usual. If WorkSafe can do nothing, they will. And we'll just keep on doing what we do. Yes, there will be, in accordance with the current policy of WorkSafe, there will be voluntary compliance. Mm. I'm not sure what the hell that means. But never mind. Nothing at all. That's probably right. 10 out of 10 for that boy there. Righto. Now, we just want to talk about uh, something that is going to be increasingly an issue, maybe not for construction workers because we've got good conditions and we fight to get them and we fight to keep them. But the people at the bottom end of the wage system, the people down there working in hospitality and hospitals and so on, who uh, rely very much on the award, uh, rely very much on things like the overtime clauses in those awards. And as we have uh, spruiked on a number of occasions, the employers finally convinced the Fair Work Commission that, in fact, they should be cutting back on penalty rates. And, of course, uh, it was a bit embarrassing, I will admit, that some people who uh, had been party to some very uh, grubby deals uh, then became part of the ACTU case before the uh, federal court seeking to reverse the decision of the Fair Work Commission. And the lawyers, the black-letter lawyers of the federal court, decided that the 
Regardless of the rights and wrongs of penalty rates, there was nothing technically wrong with the process that the Fair Work Commission had gone through, so penalty rates continued to be cut over a four-year period, as I understand it, for people on the bottom of the wage chain and the people who get paid the least and who obviously have to work the most hours outside the normal hours that most of us work, Monday to Friday, day shifts. So <clears throat> the federal government welcomed that, of course, and said what a wonderful thing it was for the economy, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a wonderful thing that when we have negative wage growth, inflation continues, house prices continue to rise, all the other costs involved in living continue to rise, these poor people on the bottom of the pile are going to, as part of government policy, continue to make a sacrifice for all of those people at the top. Indeed. And that's not good enough for the Victorian Liberals who are now going to get rid of public holidays altogether. Um, I, you know, they, they cut the penalty rates that they're paying. No, no, no. That's I, not enough. I, I understand that Matthew Guy is not going to get rid of all public holidays He's going to get rid of nine out of ten public holidays and call the tenth one Lobster Day. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Everybody Maddie. Gets a lobster, but no yeah. penalty rates for serving it. Yes, Maddie Guy and the good fellas, well, they just serve themselves. <laughs> but listen, there's also to be said about this whole issue. Out of the trough. Uh, the matter has not gone unnoticed in Canberra by other people other than the Turnbull government and their horrible attitude to ordinary people. When you live uh, like Mr Turnbull and most of his mates in Cabinet live, and the sort of wages and conditions they're on, their private wealth and all the rest of it, I'm quite sure they don't quite imagine what it's like living in, uh, well, Penrith in Sydney and you're uh, working down at the local leagues club and you're getting paid shit money and now you're not even going to get some extra for having to put up with doing it on a Saturday night. But anyway, some other people, to their credit, uh, Senator Xenophon, for how much longer we're not sure, but Senator Xenophon uh, has uh, initiated a Senate inquiry and the Senate uh, in inquiry is making quite clear that they believe that the cut in penalty rates is not only unfair but actually against the interests of the economy and the... Senate uh, position is pushing back on the way that agreements are structured, how they're uh, first of all processed and then how they're actually structured and what the Fair Work Commission can do so that people can't be reduced below the award. The award is supposed to be the safety net and uh, what Senator Xenophon and the uh, Senate inquiry are saying and remarkably supported by the Business Council of Australia – I'm sure not by the, uh, the Hotels Association and a few other employer bodies, but the Business Council of Australia say that they accept that the safety net needs to be the safety net. Now, My only comment is the safety net is set fairly low. As you bounce on the safety net, you hit the ground <laughs> below you. Call me cynical, Warren, but when Xenophon and the Business Council get together, I sort of worry about what's going on here. But what it looks like, and you mentioned it earlier, the, the strange role that certain associations have played in the undermining of penalty rates and then trying to defend them. But um, Yeah, man, the grubby SDA. That'd be the ones. <laughs> and I, I, I would suggest that perhaps Xenophon's uh, sort of motive here is to split 
the, those unions, to divide the Labor movement um, or the Labor Party, perhaps, and uh, you know, and kind of highlight the shortcomings of some of the goings on with the SDA uh, in relation to these agreements. Could right. it not? Of course, and praise the Lord that he does so. Yeah, well, maybe it's still a good thing, but I, I think it you is know, a problem. Let's yes. not give him too much. Credit. I'm not going to give him credit. He doesn't want credit. He's got credit. He's going elsewhere. Uh, take, take, take the parliamentary uh, pension. He's had three terms. Mm, yep, yeah. off you go. See you later, and uh, try and be premier of South Australia. Self-interest again. Indeed, but never mind. The issue, the, the issue is still a real one, and people need to understand that while you might be a construction worker and getting good wages and conditions, if you're working for an EBA company, uh, at this time there will be people in your family, among your friends, among your neighbours, who are absolutely getting shit kicked out of them, and uh, we should be seen to, as a matter of solidarity, support those people. Indeed. And just on a simple economic proposition, they get away with the people on the bottom, they'll move it further up the chain. There are and people, everybody's rights will be affected. There are people doing it rough and no, no one apparently doing it rougher than a certain man in Western Australia. <laughs> oh dear. We didn't, we didn't really mention where half the gang are away in the, in the Western, uh, half, Western half of the country. Um, the far west, and uh, one of them doesn't seem to be enjoying himself. Big group photo, the Victorian delegation of the union over at National Conference. One man seems to be suffering, and this song goes out to him. Yes, indeed. Cut me wrists. It was that or the Seekers, if, if that helps. The Seekers would have been a slightly more up-tempo uh, version. Turns out it probably would have been better <laughs> to go <laughs> the Seekers. <laughs> anyway, if you think what we're, we're talking shit as we usually do, it's all about Buzzer over in Western Australia and in the group photo, he looked like he had just cut his wrists. 
He didn't look happy. He was off to some other world. He was already in another world, he and it was. wasn't a pretty. It wasn't a happy, pretty world at all. He was in a world of his own. Yes, indeed. Everyone looking at the camera, smiling, having a great time. Buzzer, not so much. He wanted to be back here with the concrete. Camera. Yes, we That's miss you too, right. Buzzer. We miss you too. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. After that, my wrists are bleeding everywhere. Anyway, let's talk about an issue which I would have thought is going to get a few other people's wrists bleeding. Because if you are the federal government, and okay, we are concentrating on uh, national issues at the moment, but when you make a decision that you are not going to do anything about the import of dangerous product into Australia, when you're not going to address the issue which is front and centre, both here in Melbourne and in London recently, where cladding, aluminium cladding full of petrol is being placed on buildings all over the world and nothing is going to be done by the federal government, well, I would have thought you're cutting your wrists because there's going to be a whole lot of people out there who they hope are going to vote Liberal, living in apartments, saying to themselves, hang on a second, I would expect the government to actually address this issue. Well, guess what? They ain't, and they don't give us stuff. Or working on those buildings. Um, yeah, they just don't. I mean, we know that. But uh, this is pretty highlighted, and also not doing anything about the licensing of the builders who are installing these things as well. That's right. So Labor's got some policy on it, but the the main point is stop it at the ports and and no issue. Well, not only are they bringing in product which is inherently dangerous, a little bit of fire goes means the whole building goes up. There's also all the failures of our friend Mr Dutton and Border Patrol, or whatever he calls himself now, and stopping a whole lot of other product coming in from overseas, which is absolutely shit. Dangerous, asbestos-based, you name it, all a problem. And Australian companies and their employees are going out of business because they can't compete with these cheap and shoddy products. I would have thought if you wanted to get yourself re-elected, Malcolm, you'd actually talk to people about issues that are affecting them. Where they live, how they live, how, how they get paid. But no, what do they want to do? Attack the union movement. Take everyone's minds off uh, the real problems and set up the straw man, the union movement, the CFMEU, and attack, attack, attack. And at the moment, we'll keep you informed, as we've mentioned before, they are about to drop the third piece of anti-union legislation into the uh, parliament next week, and that is going to be attacking the redundancy funds. Not only in Kalinkin, Victoria, but the funds all around Australia, and all the stuff that we do... Through Inkalink, the counselling for people in trouble, the insurances so that people have got something to fall back on in times of uh, need, all the stuff, the training, the occupational health and safety, even the help that is given to apprentices is all going to be written off as unacceptable under this legislation. So we'll keep you informed. We expect the legislation to be dropped this week. And you can tell uh, how important it is that the government get involved in the construction industry because when they do, they focus on the big issues. And the big issue of the week for the watchdog, Turnbull's construction watchdog, was flags and stickers. 
Oh, wait, hang on a second. The sec. big issues. The big issue. Hang on, hang on. I better get this right. Woof, woof, no. Oh! <laughs> You're sitting out there by yourself, Kathy, and I've got to say... If you reckon that flags is the biggest issue and that you're going to ban flags off jobs around Australia, you are kidding yourself. I think you might have had a few drinks with Nigel. You've been out to lunch with Nigel and he's filled you full of uh, red wine and bullshit and uh, now you're getting all uh, difficult. Well, if you reckon that is an issue, well... I've got to tell you, it ain't too bloody relevant when people are getting ripped off right round this country and the uh, government and the tax office and everyone else allows all this shit to go on. And then, as recently was the case with Kelly O'Dwyer, they find that employers have been exploiting a number of government schemes, uh, which, for example, where people... Uh, uh, thrown out of work because a company is bankrupt and there is no money for their entitlements, then uh, the workers can go to the government and get part of that money. The only problem is company directors who close down one company, open a new company and do it all over again and you keep paying out, don't you? Oh dear, Kelly. It's a problem, but don't worry. We're going to ban CFMEU flags off cranes in Australia. Buildings are burning. Workers are dying, but we're going to... People are getting ripped off. Deal with flags. Ballarat has completely gone into liquidation, I think. For, we'll have to do a detailed summary, but I believe uh, it, it looks like the entire place has gone on. I mean, we've got builders going under, taking everyone's entitlements with them. Now Ballarat Doors and Glass has gone under. All the supply chains going down, just disappearing. The money's gone somewhere, just uh, not available to the customers or workers. And it's certainly not helping the economy. Unless you are buying those, uh, that, what is it, the alternate currency? Oh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Bitcoin's get, doing really in, well. Get, Bitcoin. There's no actual basis to Bitcoin. There's no product. There is no reserves. There's no commodity. It's just a whole Ponzi sham that's going on and people are making money out of it. But that seems to be the nature of the economy now. Well, when the economy's stuffed, you've got to go somewhere and that's you might right. as well go into some... Just like, maybe that's where Buzzer was. Maybe Buzzer was spending Bitcoin in another <laughs> world. Um, but we should move on to what's really happening. Well, well, Michaela Cash is focused on flags and, uh, and stickers. There is actually some safety issues on jobs. Indeed. And some people who might have been involved in some of these long, boozy lunches, Element 5, uh, as usual... Um, causing trouble, and this this week we've had a broken finger, serious laceration, and on the Richmond job, uh, bloke got his hand caught between the clutch and the hook, and it was trudged off to hospital, very serious injury, and uh, just you know another example, Clifton Hill jobs, sort of same thing, traffic management, no, no traffic management at all, and uh, and storage of hazardous materials in a in a dangerous way, so we've got. You know, just these repeat offenders while the ABCC has their long lunches and worries about stickers. And we should mention Aret, which is part of the Kane Empire, and they've got a job in the city where there's no solution to all the Azzy that's running all over the place. Stickers on all the walls, uh, asbestos everywhere, but um, just leaning materials up against those walls, carrying ladders around the job. And hoping you don't nick a wall and then take your clothes home to your kids. 
Um, but the management down there more concerned with right of entry, permits, um, calling the ABCC uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, that's the culture that Turnbull, Nigel and, and Michaela Cash have created. And, uh, and they wonder why we say the ABCC is dangerous. And why we say that the work safe are piss weak. But as, just soon know, as, just as soon know. as the safety team, I should, this the Arete job is really interesting. As soon as the, the safety team informed the workers of the environment they were in and asked why their bosses sent them to a job like this, they're on the phone asking the boss why they've been sent to a job like this, and and they're and and they're walking off. And just because they've been told that they're in an unsafe environment now, and Arete want to say that this is some kind of illegal industrial action. Very similar story to what we saw in Sydney. The Opera House, where Lang O'Rourke uh, threatened to take action against uh, ETU members because they walked off due to uh, asbestos. And uh, unlike here, the safety uh, regulator, Safe Work New South Wales, shut the job down. $200 million refurb shutdown. Why can't Victoria do it? Anyway, Scallywags, Element well, 5 for Richmond and Clifton Hill. Good segue. Aret. Uh, which is part of Keynes for the ASI. ProBuild, a little incident on the uh, ProBuild job the other day. I'm not saying it's ProBuild's fault as such, but certainly an issue has arisen where cable, post-tension in cable's gone over the side, down 42 stories. Managed to get through the screen somehow. That's a fluke, really. So the screen, yeah, it is a bit of a fluke, but never mind. Hasa down in St Kilda. Should have been a bit better planning. Should have been able to tell the uh, crane company where the uh, crane should be set up safely. There's a whole lot of uh, issues that we could mention, but we'll leave it to those. Who do we want to go with? Oh, I reckon Arette. Arette. No doubt about it. Arette and Canes. They're all the same thing. Sookie Lala's. I'm going to nominate Buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's sucked up because he got highlighted on Bookface. And uh, therefore, we should just mention that uh, fact. Righto. Cheer up, Buzzer. Cheer up, Buzzer. Now, delegates meeting this coming Thursday because of the National Conference, which was uh, this week. Gone. It will, it's been put back a week to the 19th. And there will be a lot of business coming back from Perth. Should also just again mention our good friend uh, Mark Turner passed away uh, this week after uh, I understand a long illness. Mark had been a member of the union for a long time, first in the FEDFA and then in the CFMEU, but in recent times hasn't been able to work and unfortunately has passed away. So uh, our condolences to all his family and friends. Now go out the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you'll you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, and we're going out to remind you of the Westgate uh, Memorial later this morning with Mark Seymour.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.